hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Black Esquire Podcast. This is a safe space where we discuss how to live your best life as a young professional navigating the Black experience in corporate America. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Michelle Jenkins, and I dreamt up this space because I got tired of having conversations about all the topics my colleagues and I simply hadn't covered in graduate and undergraduate school. Um, so in true BEP fashion, I, of course, have to let you all know what I'm sipping on. Um, I've got a little Jack Daniels and Coke here, and we're going to jump right into things. First of all, um, as you'll note, I no longer have my co-host Shelly with me. Shelly has moved to Georgia, and so I miss my best friend. But um, I'm very excited for all that she's doing. Um, so... For those of you who haven't tuned in before, so you can hear more from Shelly in season one and in season two. So for the rest of you guys, welcome to season three. And um, if you guys like the content that you hear today, please feel free to visit our website at www.blackesquirepodcast.com. You can also keep up with us on social media sites all at the handle black esquire podcast and um you should join our closed facebook group the fellowship where we post different controversial uh articles and me funny memes and have a closed conversation about just what it means to uh, be a minority in black or be a minority in corporate america so the next three episodes, we're going to kick off with a sort of power pack for refreshing your um, resume, learning some interview pre preparation tips and some tips about networking with regards to um, what to do when you attend a conference. That said, um, these three episodes are designed to just get you ready for January, which tends to be the highest turnover rate time um, in corporate America. That tends to be when people are like, I'm ready to quit my job. It's a whole New Year's resolution for me to get a new career and things like that. And so to prepare you for that, prepare you for any career related changes, switching, pivoting, quitting, whatever it may be, um, we're going or I'm going to provide you with those tips. Um, these are well-researched tips, uh, things that I've gathered from new trends because it's new. This is not the same as four years ago um, when, you know, I, it's just not the same. It's kind of like Tinder or the dating scene. Um, <laughs> the career scene changes, too. So um, let's jump right into it. This uh, episode is all about resume writing. So we all have resumes, but in this competitive market, it's amazingly tough to stand out. With the average attention span dwindling so rapidly, catching a recruiter's eye with your resume and cover letter are tougher than ever. I've redefined my understanding of gang gang by cons con consulting a series of professionals, experts, and colleagues. They became my new gang. <laughs> Here are a collection of the best and most effective tips I've collected about resume and cover letter package um, creation. So let's just start with the basics. Bottom line, your resume should be one page. I've seen people with three and four page resumes and it's scary. I also do hiring at my current um, job. And quite honestly, if your resume is over a page, 
the pages subsequent to the first page better be knocking my socks off. It's my general rule of thumb, and I just feel really strongly about it. Um, it's hard to make an employer read two pages. Just getting them to pay attention to the entirety of one page is just hard enough. So your resume should really tell the story you need needed to tell employers in a brief manner. Um so everything on your resume should be included with great intention and it should really tell your brand story. It's a big deal for sure, but making it more than one page is just, in my opinion, excessive. <laughs> what are you, so you need to consider things like what are you trying to accomplish in your job search? Are you trying to pivot to a new field? Um, if you are, then you should be thoughtful about reflecting the skills needed for the new field and getting creative with how you package the skills that are in your field. So if you want to go from being a peanut butter and jelly sandwich maker to a bread maker, you need to really focus on um, your knowledge of different types of bread because you use them all in your um making of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and therefore you understand what the final product should look like and have an appreciation for what breads should how they should perform right so that's that's called <laughs> spin and you need to utilize your resume to fit in a little bit of spin so that's for the pivoting folks now if you're a person that wants to do a lateral change you need to show your expertise and eagerness to to hone your skills so that means that you need to take your skills and sort of prove every prove to everyone exactly um, how proficient you've become. Um, this goes. This is the same for folks who are looking to sort of move up the ladder, looking for a promotion, or looking for a, applying for a job sort of in your company, but uh, an advanced job, a job that's more advanced than what you currently have. Um, you need to additionally show your accomplish accomplishments um, and sort of outcomes that you've been able to achieve while at the company. Um, in order to do this, you have to get your descriptions on point. The descriptions of your work should be brief, but they need to be impactful. And the ways that you can make them impactful is using statistics. So you actually use numbers in your resume. Um, have a section for outcomes. Um, you should also be using industry-appropriate lingo to get your point across. Don't recreate the wheel. Um, I, When I was applying to law school, I we have to do this thing called a personal statement or whatever. It's really tough because, I mean, who likes talking about themselves? I don't like talking about myself at all. And so um, I ended up having to tell a story about, like, you know, my childhood and um, sort of my admiration for people in suits. I know that's corny, but that's <laughs> in my neighborhood. I didn't see people who wore suits often. And so when I would see a person in a suit, that suit sort of was like almost like a Superman cape. And so I did this whole essay about how I want to be that type of superhero for um, people who don't who are sort of voiceless and don't really have um, the opportunity to um speak up for themselves and that's why I wanted to be a lawyer and all these things and I sent it to my mentor who was a more seasoned white male on purpose because I wanted to know if people like him would understand and appreciate the culture the cultured perspective and the diverse perspective that I'd offered 
And he pretty much told me, listen, you're making up things. You need to <laughs> you need to um, break this down in a way where folks who have never had your experience can really understand it and grasp it without having to try to meet you where you are. And so while that is hard, was very hard advice to hear, um, sometimes that's the case, especially when you come, when it comes to um, resume writing, because uh, I'm not saying that you need to water yourself down. I'm saying that you need to think about the language of this in the space that you're going into, that you need to, utilize your resume to speak that language you can show all your flair and all of your personality and everything that you would bring either when you get the job or um in the interview in the interview is usually where when i introduce my most authentic self um but your resume is a particular venue and you need to utilize that venue appropriately um it is the venue for um getting the fish to bite and Fish don't bite bait that they're not familiar with. So um, just think about that when you're writing your resume. Additionally, uh, resumes are now um, being uh, utilized in this new format. Like there's new formats to resumes. It's a new wave in the world of resumes to use space maximizing formats. Um, So... This can be really fun, but you can get yourself in a lot of trouble with it if you're not careful. Um, the new wave is to so basically um, utilize like the um, what's it called? The panes on the sides and things and create a pane on the side where like you have all of that identifying information instead of using that using a big header um, that takes up most of the space um, on the page. Um, you would sort of put your name and all your contact information on the left side panel instead and then um, utilize the sort of body of the text or body of the page um, to, you know, uh, in- indicate all the descriptions and all of those things and all of your accomplishments and waze woo. So anyway, um, some things to bear in mind when getting creative with your format are the scale of, of conservatism in your respective field. You should make it really easy to understand. The, the new format should assist in sort of creating your ba- branding and further um, sort of driving home whatever message it is you're trying to send. So think of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, don't hand people the equivalent of a club fire for a resume. So um, <laughs> what I mean by that is a lot of times I get these club flyers that absolutely suck. They don't really tell you anything about the party. They're just a picture of like, I don't know, either a naked lady or a really fancy car and the name of the club. And it doesn't even have the address of the club, just the name of the club. There's no like information about um, (laughs) how much the bottles would be or uh, how many sections they have. There's no real details. It's just come at this time. Um, Ladies in free by like 10. What if I don't what if I can't arrive by 10? What What's up? So anyway, um, don't don't do that. Don't be that person in the resume world. Um, <laughs> make sure that you get really descriptive. Um, ad- additionally, if you go through the trouble of creating a whole format for your resume, matching letterhead matters when it comes to your cover letter. Um, 
the bottom line is folks who are reviewing your resume may not reach the bottom of the page. So make sure you put what's important at the top of the page and make sure you have an aesthetic that is pleasing to the eye because quite honestly, this is a numbers game and things that are more pleasing to the eye are typically way more um, received way better. Um, my last three tips are keywords. Look at the descriptions of the positions you're looking for. And your goal is to create a resume that answers the problem your potential employer has. Use the right keywords. Don't reinvent the wheel, like I said earlier. Um, and you can expound and give your experiences flair in the interview. Um, you can also use the cover letter for this. Um, the resume is the venue for qualifying you for the interview. The cover letter is the venue for convincing and persuading Um your recruiter or hiring manager to sort of hire you and that you're a good fit. And the interview is where you seal the deal. Remember the different stages and remember their goals. Um, um, I think sort of wrapping up, tenses are everything when it comes to your uh, resume. If you did something in the past, use past tense. Um, if you did are doing something presently, use present tense. <laughs> Be meticulous about your grammar. Um, we all make errors from time to time. I won't grammar police you, but the bottom line is you got to get it right. Um, so don't throw the thesaurus at your resume. Instead, just be intentional and thoughtful. Um, that just goes way further. And finally, be creative with your listing. Chronological order is no longer the standard. You can tell the story however you want to. There are no limits. So uh, I hope you use these tips to live your best life. Thanks for tuning in.